It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Makes me snug. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Judd was asking what that makes me snug thing was and I had to explain to him that Randy in Cottage Grove was not happy that we weren't talking enough OTAs earlier this week and he said oh he's right he's exactly right and we said we started playing him some Miguel Sano crack of the bat like does this not get you excited and he said something about like the crack of pads at OTAs makes him feel snug I got it give me one second we don't even know what that means by the way I don't don't, here's what here's here's what does it for him this is the Vikings that players noise? hitting the sled. Oh, this is good. Oh, Make I... me snug. <laughs> good work, Jonathan. What does, even, what does that even mean? Like, when a man says it makes him feel snug. Oh, I've I... got, I got some ideas. I don't think we can really say it on I've got, air. I've got, the FCC wouldn't be I got okay ideas. with that. By, uh, by the way, the Vikings uh, tweeted out on their account yesterday about a minute worth of, I'm not kidding you guys, OTA highlights. One prominently featuring Stefan Diggs. So he's there. So okay. he was there on right. Thursday. So everybody Oof. breathe a sigh of relief. Oof. Laquan Treadwell is no more important today than he was a couple days ago. Oof. Makes me snug. <laughs> Randy's happy. See, everything's okay. So was Laquan the second wide receiver for a while there in no. OTAs? No. They, Chad, did they move Chad Beebe? No, it was, like, it was like three different guys they tried, and I don't think I read Laquan was one of them. They were just running it's one just wide over. receiver sets at that point. It's just over now. Wishbone. They were playing with 10 guys on offense. They ran the wishbone. They're like, bleep it. We'll just run wishbone. Would you rather run wishbone, play with 10 guys offensively, or Laquan Treble be your 11th guy in second wide receiver? I'll just go 10 guys, take my chances. I might roll with the wishbone. I might run like the Navy or the Army offense. Just pitch out. Have one yeah, unfortunately, receiver. Cousins would fumble that. <laughs> <laughs> That's too dangerous. Can't do that. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. We're a, we're a little, little shorthanded today. Manny had to take off early for holiday weekend, and so did Rami. But uh, Manny did send in his predictions, so we will do that. But we've got three of us in here, Judd, Jonathan, and myself, Mackie. Let's go through the accountability session first, as always. We are, as far as we know, the only sports talk show, maybe talk show period, in the country that holds each other accountable for wrong predictions and right predictions. But the, most of these are wrong predictions that we go through. Most people just throw out their predictions and uh, hope that no one, uh, no one tracks them. Not us. I told you guys the Wolves would hire Dave Yeager. <laughs> Yeager bombs. He didn't get an interview. Did not happen. Didn't even get, he didn't even get in front of Gerson. Which we should maybe dive into that before we wrap with Royce this hour because, like, 
if you're going to do a search, air quotes, Dave Yeager has to be one of the guys you interview, right? Yeah. They interviewed him last time, didn't and they? And I'm fine with Ryan Saunders. I'm fine with Ryan Saunders. But, but yes, like, they did not. Yes. Just kind of weird that yeah, no, this guy's not, sitting out there. No, you're right. All right, Jonathan, you said Ryan Saunders or Becky Hammond would become the next coach of the Wolves, full-time coach. Yeah. You were correct. Got a hit, finally. Uh, now, we need a ruling on this, an honest ruling. After, I think, when, when did Calvo get traded? A uh, couple weeks ago now. Right before the Chicago game itself, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you predicted before, was May 7 the transfer deadline? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so the Romario move doesn't count. Okay, so you said Minnesota United would make at least one other move before May 7th. Yeah, so it doesn't count, because Romario came after. So you're self-reporting that... Wow. Incorrect. Okay. Way, way, to go. way to go. Nice. I'm not sure Judd would have done that. No. <laughs> no, no. You can be guaranteed I would have made you I, I would have made you work to find out I was wrong. Google it. Exactly. All right, Manny, uh, Manny's having a rough season. Manny said the Raptors would win Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> He can't, even be, he can't because, even be right when he's sort of right. Like, yeah, he his in his head, he felt like after game one, the Raptors are going to come back in this thing. And he was right, but they lost game two and then came back in the next three. And he also said Cat would make an all-NBA team in 2019. Cat <laughs> got snubbed, how, and, and that the, means he misses out on like $30 million in oh, potential earnings. By the way, how flawed is that entire process? Oh, it's terrible. Voted on by the media, many of whom won't vote, rightfully so. Because they don't want to impact a guy's yeah. income like that. I saw Johnny K tweeting about that. Isn't that amazing? If you're so you cover a team as a beat writer, and it's in your hands whether a guy really like if the vote is hinging on one, and you get to decide with your vote if Clay Thompson gets thirty million dollars or not. Yes. That's pretty amazing. I'd be way uncomfortable with that. That's just not right. I bet there's been a few folks through the years with their hands out. <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. Jeez, <laughs> I would be one of them. Hell. Just go roll. Oh, go. you're going to get $32 million? How about you give me a percentage of that? Clay, I heard the votes kind of split this year. You're getting 30. Getting close. You're getting 32. Geez, I could use 500000 yeah. yeah. Your agent takes 10%. I'll take 1%. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Mackey, noted NBA beat writer and extortionist. All right, so uh, Manny was wrong on those two. Rami said Bucks in six over Raptors. He also said Warriors would win game six and then win the conference finals in six games. Yeah. That's getting too descriptive there. They won the finals. They very, won the conference finals in four games. way too Judd-like. Yeah. Let's see. We had a couple guest predictions from Declan last week who was in for Jonathan. He said Brooks Kepka would win. This is funny because he made these predictions when Brooks Kepka He tried to make a, a Brooks Kepka prediction and a Tiger Woods thing. <laughs> like Tiger Woods had missed the cut when Tiger Woods was like two over the cut line. He said Brooks would win by at least 10 strokes. We baited him into that one. Yep. And Brooks almost Brooks almost blew the whole thing on Sunday, which was hilarious. Uh, and then Declan also said Becky Lynch would uh, lose both titles at Money in the Bank. That didn't happen. I didn't watch Money in the he Bank. He said it didn't happen. Okay. I'm kind of, I mean, the WWE is kind of. So there's a new federation that's sort of started here with the backing of the Khan family that owns the Jaguars and which soccer team? Uh, Fulham. Fulham? Yeah. And so they're pumping money into uh, Dusty Rhodes' kid launched a wrestling federation and has brought over like all of the top non WWE stars and in the world. Chris Jericho, according to oh, Marv, yeah, Albert. Marv Albert, I heard that last night. Chris Jericho, <laughs> you Jericho. Could, you can tell he looked Kurt at the name. Chris Jericho like, is. He looked but... at the name and had no idea. <laughs> I don't know who this is. <laughs> I'm kind of more into that thing though. They have a big event this weekend, and I don't know. Who's just... showing it? Seems exciting. 
Um, uh, it's on pay per view through Bleacher Reports app, and so they just turning. signed it. They signed a TV deal with TNT. They're going to be live every week on TNT. Like it's wow. there's m- tens of millions of dollars pouring into. I think this I said thing. it before, but Ted Turner is getting back in the wrestling business. The wrestling business. And I think that's all. Judd, nothing came off the board for Judd this last week. Good. And uh, nothing. <laughs> Good. It's about time. <laughs> and I don't think anything. Let me check the listeners here. The, the listeners had a bunch that came in, but I don't think anything came off the board for listeners either. So that means we're going to start with Judd. Yeah. And we're going to go uh, around the room here. Write that down, predictions. Let's do it. Write it down. You like writing <clears throat> things down. Write this down. The Timberwolves will finish in the top 10 for three pointers attempted in 2019 20. Okay. The new look, highly, highly revolutionized Wolves offense will take a ton of threes and finish in the top 10 in the NBA next season. Have they ever finished? In attempted, by the way, not not percentage not made. made. Yeah. Well, the Rockets, the Rockets were never the top percentage made three point team. They were, they were always like mid pack in percentage sure, made. They take some, yeah. But top, in, they were just playing a math game. Yep. Yep. So the Wolves will be top 10 for three pointers attempted. Write this down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Jonathan. Boys, I'm all in on the Twins today. Three Twins predictions here. Nice. The Twins will hit over 300 home runs this season. Wow. I know they're on pace for, what, 320 or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think with the summer coming, ball's going to fly out more. So they're going to lose. They're going to lose pace, but still shatter the major league record. Is what I said over 300. So they might still shatter that, or they still might stay on pace. Yeah, but uh, you know what's going to be. This is a little bit like when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire both shattered the single season home run record, and like no one gives Sammy. Well, stay right example, but <laughs> I was going to say, what are, you, what are you saying? I'm saying like the Twins could break the team record. Not what are all on, those needles not, in the clubhouse, Rocco? <laughs> not on steroids. What are, <laughs> Jonathan Scopes like, hey, saying come here and stick this thing in my butt, would you? That is not what I'm saying. Uh huh. I'm saying they could break the record, but then like to what like the Astros and the Mariners could all, the Mariners aren't going to, but like the Astros could break the record too, and the Twins would be the team that doesn't get the credit. Okay, so that like you have to be yeah. break the record, but you have to finish number one this year for it to matter. Because no one get, no one gives Sammy Sosa any credit. Write this down. <laughs> like, write it down. You like him. writing things. His down. bat exploded. Oh, just because he's a, a weird bat. a weird selfie Pinterest page His doesn't mean bat exploded and all and <laughs> wiffle ball or not wiffle balls. What like Super Bowls came out. No, that was that was the third thing. He snuck wiffle balls in for the uh, <laughs> taped up wiffle balls. Oh, all right. Write this down. I'm gonna. I I don't think any of these on their own. These are these are all singles on their own. I'm gonna do a four item parlay here, just to go on the record. The Twins will break franchise records for runs, home runs, slugging percentage, and OPS. So they will continue their pace of being an incredible offense. Mm-hmm. And break franchi- their own franchise record for runs, home runs, slugging percentage, and OPS this year. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Okay. I'll, I'll throw Manny's out here too. Yep. On his behalf. Yep. Uh, Manny predicts the Bucks will win tomorrow night in Toronto. Oh, no. No. And student <laughs> force no! a game seven. Stop with the basketball, Manny. <laughs> Just stop! It's amazing. It's not working. He's got to go like uh, with some. He's got to go predict like Bundesliga or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> predict something you know nothing about because you know a lot about basketball and you can't get it right. Yeah. Poor Write guy. it down. You like- Write this down. All right, back to Judd. Speaking of the NBA theme, I actually sort of hope this is wrong, but I feel it won't be. So you can write this down. The Golden State Warriors will sweep the team they face in the NBA Finals. They've been sitting for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're in very good shape now. The whole KD thing, I don't think they care about. 
And in the Bucks and Raptors are battling big time. Kawhi, who was unbelievable last night, is definitely not healthy. I got a feeling that uh, the Bucks or the Raptors are going to be very worn down. Golden State's going to be fresh, hitting a ton of threes, and will sweep the NBA Finals. Hope I'm wrong, but write that down. Write this down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Back to Jonathan. All right, boys. We've been talking about whether we believe the Twins will make or win the World Series today. I'm not willing to go that far yet. Give me a couple more weeks and I might get there. But right now, the Twins will at least make the ALCS. Okay. Welcome to the bandwagon, by the yeah. way. Write that down. Write this down. Twins will make the ALCS. Uh, Manny Hill, prediction number two here on his behalf. He says Brad Marchand will win the Con Smythe Trophy. Okay. I think he's like 0 for 6 on hockey predictions, too. Yeah. I, we need to have a sit-down with Manny and say, dude, it has predict to be... soccer, buddy. Go predict cricket. Yes. Like, go find a cricket how, game. How about this one? The Globetrotters will win their next game. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just start off with something incredibly safe. But poor Manny, like, it'd be the one time where... Write this down. It's the close one that goes to overtime. Um, okay, it's not me here. All right, the yes, Lakers, sir. the Lakers, write this down. The Lakers will trade for Anthony Davis this summer. And they will win 50 games or more next year. And I and I say trade here because they have the cap room to bring in free agents. And the story today is that LeBron is, he's already like the lead. And Jimmy Butler. You can, you can tamper as a player, so it's not cheating. Yeah. But he's already like, yeah, Jimmy Butler and Kawhi. I love how he's tampering with Kawhi Leonard in the middle of this grinded out Eastern Conference Finals. He's like, Kawhi. Want to come play for the train wreck Lakers organization? How much you want to bet Kawhi's just like, I'm just going to ignore that right now. Yeah. I've got other things that I'm... Kawhi's a bizarre dude. Who about. knows? Yeah, true. His post-game... That He's very literal with his post-game poor, answers. What's her name? Christine... Ledlow. Kristen Ledlow? Yeah. And she's really good. Like, she's trying really hard. And every, yeah, but sometimes she'll ask like a fifth question when two were probably fine. Oh, sure, but I'm just saying the first two, she's trying really hard, and he just gives the, it's like, uh, I don't know, I haven't thought about that. That's the thing. Well, she like she's lobbing up softballs, yeah. and instead of just like giving a 20-second answer, yeah. he's taking it literal, yeah. literally. So, like, she asked yes, him, you're right. you know, how do you, so how do you beat the Bucks in four straight? And he goes, I don't know, I've never done that before. Yeah. <laughs> Like no, good. we know, and it, and I think the follow up to that question was you clearly learned from Pop. Was you're you're on the precipice now of of beating the Bucks? How does your team feel? What's or the team like, mentality? Yeah, and and he said I haven't been back to the locker room yet. I don't know. <laughs> it's like thanks, but you're 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 right, you are the you're team. Like you're around them all the time, and you're what, the team. Just you're fake an answer, please. You're basically the team, Kawhi. <laughs> Yeah, literal Kawhi Leonard is is amazing. But I think if you're a if you're a viable free agent, if you're Kevin Durant or you are Kawhi Leonard or anyone, why would you go there now? Like the Clippers are a better option. The Clippers are a better organization. So the only way the Lakers are going to get someone against their will to play for them is via trade. So if they can give the fourth overall pick and something else to the Pelicans and get Anthony Davis for a year, that's write this down. Okay, write it down. You like writing things okay, back down. To My final write that down. Mike Madonna, who was hired by the Wild yesterday to be an advisor, and it was made very clear is largely going to be in control of business operations. <clears throat> Mike Madonna will be in charge of the Wild's hockey operations department within three years. Okay. Ooh. He is going to be, and, and this does not mean Paul Fetton is necessarily fired, but I think he's going to be given the job above the GM and in charge of, just to be careful about how I word this so I don't screw it up, and do a Judd, will be in charge of the Wilds <laughs> Hockey Operations Department overseeing it within three years. Okay. So we don't have to reset that whiteboard behind you. 
the, uh, the day m- since Jed wanted someone fired by yeah. board. <laughs> that might come very soon. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about what's going on in St. Paul, to be honest. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Okay, back to Jonathan. All right, either Marcus Stroman or Madison Bumgarner will be a twin by the trade deadline. Can I have a, a ruling here? What if they get both? Does this count? Yes. Okay. Either <laughs> or both, Marcus Stroman. Yes. Collar yes. <laughs> wants Stroman. I want Mad Bum. So by the deadline, either of those guys will be uh, one of those or guys both or both. Okay. The, okay, that's fair. Twins. Yep. Write it down. You I like get writing you. things down. Right. Manny Hill uh, predicts here, sends his predictions in. The Twins will have at least five All-Stars at the Midsummer Classic, and they will be, but not necessarily limited to... <laughs> what's, he, what's he took out a lot of green now? Ergo, Rosario, Crone, Scope, Barrios, and Rogers. He's saying they will be these guys and maybe more. That's what he's saying. <laughs> they will be... What, read the middle part again. They will be... Ergo, herein... <laughs> He says they will be, but not necessarily limited to Rosario, Crone, Scope, Barrios, and Rogers. And uh, my final prediction. And so it's saying on 24th May, 2019. Surround George Washington. (laughs) Manny Hill, Esquire. The scroll comes out. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to contradict Judd's hockey prediction there. Because hockey is random, the Wild, write this down, yep. the Wild will win a playoff series next year. <laughs> write it down, you like writing things down. Because hockey is random. All right, a, quick, a few quick listener predictions here. Logan has a 10-item, that wrestling federation that's like has a pay-per-view this weekend, AEW. Yeah. I'm not going to give you the whole thing, but Logan has a 10-match outcome parlay oh, boy. that he needs to go 10 for 10 on or he loses the prediction. Uh, James Murphy. That's really aggressive. James uh, Murphy. Says the Twins will win the World Series. Write that down. Uh, Dustin says uh, Sasha Banks quitting the WWE is a giant work, and she will be back by SummerSlam. And Vikes fan 1930 says, write this down, Buxton will hit 35 home runs this year. What? So if you have predictions, send them to us. Tweet them at us, at Score North, at Phil Mackey, at Jay Zolgad, at Rami is tweeting. I think I went, tw- I think I went 20 last week. For Buxton, didn't I? 35? He's saying 35. Oh and by gosh. the way, he said 35, which means if he hits 36, that's an incorrect prediction. That's because that's how we roll in. Very Judd. All right. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami made the trek back home for the long Memorial Day weekend here. Uh, Monday, we're going to we're gonna debut on the radio anyways. The first episode of Minnesota Sports Rewind at 1 o'clock. You can find a deep dive into game 163, 2009. It's been almost 10 years since that game Definitely one of the most fun games in Twins history. And if you want to listen to the first two episodes of a brand new podcast, Minnesota Sports Rewind, you can find Game 163 and the Moneyball game where the Contraction Twins beat the Moneyball A's in Game 5 of the 2002 ALDS. You can find those two episodes and more to come. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, just do a search, Minnesota Sports Rewind. Can we do a little, uh, you've been gone for the week, you've been in Vegas, yeah, been doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Can we just catch up with Judd here and throw a few? We got people tweeting questions. Did at you say you. catch up, catch up, catch up. Are we catching up or is there actually catch up? Involved? We are. Uh, we are. You know me. We are catching up. But if you wanted to just spoon ketchup into your mouth during this, you could do that. If too. I had it available, you know I might. So I'm just going to lob some stuff at you. Uh, questions of my own and people. Let's start with a question here from Twitter. Here they've missed your takes. Chad said, uh, can we get Judd's take on the possible Zucker to the Penguins for Phil Kessel trade? Uh, yes. Uh, one, I'm a little bit confused by it because I thought 
Zucker's going to be traded. Paul Fenton is going to trade him. It's going to happen. He desperately this, this wants off-season. to. This offseason. I mean, he he had him dealt to Calgary for Michael Froelich at the deadline, and I'm not joking when I say the paperwork didn't get done, because it's hockey, of course, which has to have paperwork, I'm sure, faxed through on roll of paper, because my favorite sport can't have a bleeping email. They don't consider tablets or something? I don't know. They should it's just so have stupid. like an ad. Can't just think like, about that. The it should be like, didn't get through. You know, like, here's the funny thing. So that's the NHL. Like, if I want to make a trade in my fantasy baseball I league, I, I just go to CBS Sports and like click the trade yeah. button. They should have that in, in hockey. I want to trade Jason Zucker. I log into my team. I click, <laughs> Paul I click Fenton, the team I want to trade with. home, cup of coffee, <laughs> boxer shorts on. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, hey, I traded Zucker. You can go to the, your team and then you can... Click the team in your league that you want to trade with and pick the players and offer them a trade. See what Don't happens. worry, Judd. We still do faxes in my sport as well. Do you? Fax machine broke what? between Real Madrid, one of the biggest clubs in the world. Their fax machine broke. They bring in a billion dollars a year. Their fax machine broke when they were about to complete a $60 million deal for a goalkeeper. Can anyone explain well, why this does, to like, me? That should never happen. Like, that know. shouldn't prevent you from pulling it's the It's 2020, basically. What are we doing? Did, uh, you see, did you see our office space video this week? At oh, yeah. CHS it was fantastic. Field? Yes. We just that same stuff destroyed a printer. That's that <laughs> same stuff is outstanding. Uh, so long story short, my understanding and what I've seen reported is that uh, Phil Kessel, who has a a list of no trade teams, told the Pittsburgh Penguins, "I am not going to the Wild." So that trade's dead. Why? But why does he not want to come to the Wild? Uh, because the Penguins are better. Because as much as people don't like him, he's not a dumb guy, and I think he looked at one very important thing. That was the line charts, right? Phil Kessel's 31, I believe. Right-handed shot. He can score goals. But what's the most important thing if you can score goals? Distribution of the puck, right? Let's see. I'm looking at the wild line chart right now, hypothetically. Miko Koivu coming off an ACL. Defensive center should be third line guy. He's atop your depth chart, probably. Or the guy atop it, Eric Stahl, two years ago, 42 goals, but he's aging and coming off a bad year himself. And Phil Kessel, I think, very wisely said, why would I want to play for a team when I can't tell you who's going to feed me the puck when I've been playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins? The other thing, too, is, and where the Kessel trade didn't make sense to me, if Zucker's going to be traded and I'm Fenton, I'm trying to get future assets. Like, I'm sorry. I realize that, that the Blues in, in January, Phil, were the worst team in hockey and ascended and are a great story. But look at who the bill the Blues are built around. And Biddington, their goaltender, came up and played outstanding. The Blues eventually had the parts to win a cup. The Wild does not. So if I'm Kessel, why am I going to go from Pittsburgh, which always sort of has a chance here? Not doing it. So that that trade's dead. Zucker, though, if Paul Fenton can do it, is going to trade him. I just mm-hmm. don't know where. But the potential returns that that he's taking, here's the problem. The Wild, and I think this is Fenton's problem, and I think it's the owner as well, Leopold. I believe their problem is this. They can't decide what direction they want to go. In some ways, they're trying to build this thing up, which they should be doing. But in some ways, they desperately want to get established players to try and continue to make runs. But if that's your goal, then why'd you fire Chuck Fletcher? Yeah. Like, you were making the playoffs. And he was doing a pretty good job with tough contracts of just like, Bringing in new blood and yeah. getting back to the playoffs, right? But you, but you went to the playoffs for six consecutive years, and I believe for three, the last three of those years under Fletcher, you got blown out in the first round. And so you said, okay, we're going to change the philosophy here because we, we want a team that can make a sustained run. Well, you don't now make a sustained run by snapping your fingers. It takes some time. 
which is why if I have movable assets that I'm going to trade, I try and get younger and draft picks, which, you know, Chuck traded a lot of. So the most confusing thing now, and the reason why it feels like the wild among our top four men's sports teams in this town are the most hopeless to me is I can't tell you what their strategy is. Uh, question number two here, we're, we're playing catch up with Judd because he's been gone this week and, and people need your takes on these things. Mike Madonna named, is it executive advisor? Yeah. Yeah. Biz- executive advisor. advisor. Yeah. Okay. I told you this and re- write that down. I think that what they're doing here is he's going to come in and play a big role in the business operations short term. But I think there's a very good chance that they're going to take a long, hard look at him, get him some experience. He's a savvy guy. I would not be surprised one bit if he is the president of hockey operations for this team within two years. This gives him a perfect opportunity to move here, to be behind the scenes business wise, and go go to school on how the uh, on how the hockey operations department runs. I think there's some concern about Fenton. I think there, there's concern about his his trades. I think the bigger concern is he's basically a cross between Tibbs and Fran. Foley. Hmm. He doesn't, the PR thing is just beyond him. He doesn't like to deal with the media. I don't think he really enjoys dealing with fans. There, there is a, there is a certain savvy that sports executives probably have to have in 2019. Fenton lacks that. So this might not cost Fenton his job, but I'm not going to be surprised at all if, if Madonna takes over hockey operations and at least becomes the face of the franchise because right now, I can't tell you who is or what is. I don't. There's two things I don't understand about that type of general manager in professional sports. Both sides of it. I don't understand how you can be oblivious to the things that go into marketing and business. And like Tom Thibodeau would just lock himself in his office and not deal with people like the Ethan Cassins of the world. Like, how do you think that that's an acceptable way? Like, why? Why would you keep your job unless yeah. you're winning championships? You can't just tell everyone to go bleep themselves. And then on the flip side. In 2018, 2019, why would you hire someone to be that high up in your organization and and be a very public figure, right? Someone who's going to have to be on camera and who's going to have to be doing things that go beyond just scouting and grinding. Yep. If I wanted a, if I wanted a scout and a grinder, I would hire a scout and a grinder. Right. If I want someone to oversee hockey ops and have just sort of a big picture understanding about how this whole game works, I would hire that, right? Right. Like, why would you... Or a combination. It shouldn't be hard to parse that, though. I wouldn't... But these guys, the Tibbs and Fenton and, and guys like that all think to themselves, I'm going to go in, I'm going to grind, and we are going to win. Which, if you win immediately and have great success, you can do. The majority of people don't. Yeah. That's the problem. All right, we're catching up with Judd here, uh, getting his thoughts on various things. Right when you left, it was like that you you uh, you were still in town, but you weren't on the microphone on Monday. Ryan Saunders was officially made the uh, the full-time coach of the Timberwolves. So your thoughts on Ryan Saunders, who had, if you missed it earlier this week, we had a ton of fun with Ryan on this show. You can go find it a couple days ago on the Mackie and Judd with Rami podcast. Huh? He, he tried to help us name the twins, and he mostly just laughed at our ideas. But he, he's a Minnesota sports fan through and through yeah. since birth. Absolutely. And now he's taken over the Minnesota Timberwolves. So it was, it was fun. Uh, I actually wrote this when I got to Vegas on Monday. But my stance is this. Okay, the search in my mind was a sham. There was no real search here. Like, Gerson can tell us all he wants. But the more I thought about it, I thought to myself, it's still fine. What's the... Gerson Rosas is under pressure to immediately do one thing in my mind. 
keep Carl Anthony Towns as happy as possible. Yep. He likes Ryan. They all like Ryan. So what, what he's not under any pressure to do because he simply can't is, is attempt to will this team to a playoff spot, I think, for about two years. Mm-hmm. So if your starting point is Cat and everything else or around him is the great unknown. You don't know who's going to be the point guard of this team. You don't know what trades you can make. Certainly a, a core of that veteran group is going to be gone here eventually at some point. To me, this is very much like, and, and we we were so upset when Jim Pohl had fired Terry and said the new guy can do anything he wants except for one thing, fire Paul. And we all said, what sense does that make? That is a stupid thing. I still believe that that was not, not the ideal, but guess what? Falvey came in, and there was no immediate pressure or presence to win. He had time to observe. Best case, Ryan's fantastic. Yeah, They eventually win. Now, he's still going to miss the playoffs, but best case, Ryan's absolutely great. This works. The slow build. You get guys around Cat, and it works perfectly. Very worst case, Ryan's not good and gets fired. Yeah, I, but so you got time for this. Here's another way to look at it. I agree with you. I don't. There's no way it was a full, like a full-hearted search. Yeah. There's not like you don't just throw out some candidates in two weeks and then have a couple phone conversations. They, they it would have taken longer than that to go through a process. Other teams took longer than that. They, they, they and other was, teams took two months. And there was nobody with NBA head coaching experience in that group. Yep. That was important. Um, and Juwan Howard was clearly very far down the road with Michigan. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I'm uh, looks like I'm out on the Wolves job. What else is there out there? <laughs> oh, hey, Michigan, how's it going? Right? Yeah. So here's my thought on it. If between Gerson, because you know, Gerson, I'm sure, has intel on Ryan, and they probably know each other, and so he's not coming in just not having any idea what Ryan Saunders is all about. If between Glenn and Ethan and Gerson, they all put their heads together and said, you know what, Ryan's Ryan's fine. He's fine. He's got upside to be much better than fine. But for what we're doing right now, he's fine. Let's not waste three weeks trying to find a coach when the draft is coming up and there's a bunch of contracts we have to figure out. We've got to figure out Wiggins. I'd rather Gerson Rosas and his staff spend time figuring out the roster and how to get guys on the roster better and how to add guys to the roster that makes sense through the draft and via trade. Like if here's here's the pie chart of how you can spend your time. If Ryan if Ryan Saunders is good enough. And you know you're not trapped for five years. Cool, you're hired. I'm going to spend 99 percent of my time making this team better. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way I look at it. And you I'm need, fine with it. And, and if you're Rosas and Glenn, you need to do everything in your power to keep one guy happy. And people might say, "Well, yeah, that's a bunch of crap. It's a play." I don't care. Yeah. In this day and age in the NBA, if Carl Anthony Towns decides you guys are still goofballs, and in two years says I'm gone. You're starting over again. So so if in two years Ryan's great, that's fantastic. If he's not, that's fine too. The one thing that I still have not seen, and somebody has to do a story, is this. Somebody's got to sit down with Ryan and get him to open up about what happened before Flip got sick. He had to have gone to his dad and said, we got to shoot threes. Do you remember all of the conversation? And Flip got very upset. Mm-hmm. And Flip, nicest guy in the world, right? But do you remember all of the conversations about long twos? Oh yeah. And now, and now, all of the stuff about Ryan is, is how progressive he, he's been—not for like a year or two, yeah. for years and years. 
I would love to know the conversation. He had to have gone to his dad and said, sure, yeah. Dad, look, look. I'm sure he did. And now he gets to implement. Yep. I, it's funny. Which I'm, is going to be a world of difference. Because Flip always had a shooting system, but it was a two-point shooting system. Yes. It worked very well for a long time. Okay, last minute catching up with Judd here uh, after he's been gone this week, getting his thoughts on things. And we're going to wrap with Royce in a second. Um, give us like your three Vegas highlights. Or I know you were mining for the best sports books. And yes. people are giving you. Give us like your highlights from Vegas. The Westgate, the Westgate Sportsbook. Fantastic. How many sports books? Because you don't gamble, but you just want the best TV setup. I, I stayed at Hard, <laughs> Hard Rock, uh, Westgate. Um, did I go into Caesars? Yeah. Which is a good one. Solid. I, Caesars I went, is where I watched World Cup games. That was amazing. I went to about four or five. The Westgate, though, is perfect. Horse racing off to the side. Yeah. And, and here's, my, here's my biggest thing. And my second career has to be this. Programming TVs. Isn't this your second career? What this job? Yeah, like writing. Oh, well, but my next career, like like okay. when I quit this stuff, <laughs> my next career, programming TVs, because I am offended when I go into a sports book and it's horse racing mixed with like baseball. What are you doing? You get your horse racing se- section. Yeah, unless it's the Kentucky Derby. Oh, that's fine. There's not a yeah. hundred guys watching. But horse racing's on races. constantly. Yeah, and there's and there's TVs devoted to it, which is fine. But and the the. Other thing that drives me crazy too is use of TVs. There are sports books that don't do a good job there. What's going on? Like you're a sports book. This is all you're supposed to do. I'd write a complaint. I just want to run it for them. <laughs> just call me up. Tell, ask me what to put on. You know what? The first piece of advice I would give to these sports books: TCL TVs. I like That's it. That's what I would yeah, tell. Oh them. yeah, and guess what? You're not wrong. TCL's an upgrade to what a lot of these sports books have right now. Yeah. Well, the Westgate's pretty old school, I feel like. The Westgate's, I mean, that's like the classic, all the odds that come in. Like, it's always, according Elvis. to the Westgate sports book, yep. right? It's fantastic. So, TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand, and they have a new lineup of award winning TVs with superior 4K picture quality, Dolby Vision to complement their uh, 4K smart televisions as well that they've launched with a new line of sound bars. Amazingly simple to set up and streamline your home theater to deliver a great audio experience. With the great visual experience you already get with TCL. That built-in Roku device, very clutch. Gives you 5,000-plus streaming channels, 500,000-plus movies and TV show episodes. It's just a no-brainer to sign up for a TCL TV. I mean, it's like, compare the price, compare the picture quality, compare the streaming options and the ease. It's all there. TCL and TCLUSA.com. Lights up. Division Three Conference, called the Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, is kicking a school, St. Thomas, out of the league because the school wins too much. That's right. The other schools in this league think St. Thomas has too many students, spends too much money, and wins too much at every sport, specifically football. St. Thomas officials appear to have no recourse other than to eat this decision. Tone. Isn't this a particularly troubling position for any conference or league to take? So I'm going to refer to my notes because I wrote a couple of things down. You're telling me that they're kicking out of school for being good at something. And rather than strive to be better themselves, they are protecting their own mediocrity by demonizing the school that's good. Okay, so look, this is D3. Nobody is turning down Alabama to go play in this conference. You got to try to be better. If if St. Thomas is not cheating, and if nobody else is cheating, then lace them up 
and try and beat them. Don't kick Amazing. them out. All right, we can fade it. We sure. can fade it. But, but, that, but PTI, Pat, was they did yeah. th- a three-minute rant to Kornheiser and Wilbon on this yesterday. <laughs> yes. And then I guess Van Pelt did an essay last night that was more less emotional and more thought out, but he also uh, hammered the MIC on this, too. So, uh, uh, anyway, they, uh, you know, the Tommies basically uh, told them what should be in that release if they were going to leave about the... Uh, that the main reason was competitive imbalance. I'm sure that the uh, rival presidents would have loved to dodge around that in the release, but Tommy, the Tommies were going to fight it harder if they didn't uh, go along with uh, the, the if, if they didn't put at least a little bit of truth in there. <laughs> anyway, and, and you anyway, and, and Pat, you tweeted today now that that there is a a threat that if anyone from the conference comes out and talks about this, honestly, there will be ramifications. Uh, well, yeah, they sent out a, a warning, basically, to all the athletic employees and administrators in the, in the entire league that uh, if disparaging remarks are made about any rival school or, or uh, you know, individual, rival school individual, then they could, uh, they will investigate or they will review those comments. <laughs> And then they will uh, either suspend them or admonish them, uh, one of the two. In other words, you can't badmouth the president of St. Olaf if you're at another school of things. Is what it's about. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, they're not uh, they're not winning the PR battle here. That's for sure. Yeah, um, Pat. So meanwhile, oh. at the softball game, our Gophers uh, trailed three to one going into the bottom of the fourth. They have now tied it 3-3, and they got the bases loaded with two outs. And guess what, guys? Now softball has a time-of-game problem. What? Remember, remember you used to go to a softball game, be about an hour and 35 minutes if you ever went? Hell, we're in the fourth inning. We've been playing since 4.05 here. So. What's going on? Why? Lots of pitches, lots of foul balls. You know, a few years foul ago, balls. I think they moved. They moved the circle back five feet uh, a few years ago, and uh, now now it's easier to get the bat on the ball, and they don't strike them out as easily. And uh, there's actually run scored, which I suppose in in a way is uh, is uh, is good for the game. But uh, for those of us who like those old one oh hour and twenty minute games, that uh, wasn't it, we, we kind of missed those. Pat. By the way, the sun's out and it's getting warm. <laughs> It better be. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Pat, Good. But, Pat. I mean, the game started. It was like 12 degrees and threatening rain. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Oh, adults just went ahead. Uh, five to three. It's a four-run rally here. Wow. Oh, but play, yeah. play by play. We're going to be off the yeah. air in three minutes. <laughs> well, I just thought you wanted to know what the noise in the background was. How yeah. would you, Pat, how would you rank all of the Gopher athletic programs right now? How would you like? What would your power rankings be? Go for softball volleyball. number one, volleyball, volleyball one, volleyball one, uh, maybe softball two. Yeah, after this, this year's been kind of a surprise because they lost the big slugger. You know, Lindemann went to Florida, but uh, they they got their own transfer in here, and uh, and they're uh, they're having a heck of a year, and uh, they got to win. Uh, this is one of those two out of three super regionals, and uh, they. Uh, I'll tell you one reason they take so long. Everybody comes out. There's lots of discussions between uh, coaches and uh, umpires. A lot, a lot of long discussions about uh, you know various things that uh, we we got to speed up. Stuff. There's no doubt about it. it but, is, yeah, I would say them too, and uh, 
I don't know who three. Men athletic, men athletic department. What would be the number one program in the men athletic department? I don't know what it would be right now. Probably go for yeah. basketball because they. I mean, they went to an NCAA tournament, but they lost a bunch of good players. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I, I don't know what, but I mean, as far as where you feel confident about the about where they are, I don't know where it is. But Mark Coyle made an appearance here today, so that's good. Really? Somebody told him there was a game, so that's good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, I suppose he's got good assistance. Yes, yes, that's true. That's, uh, that's there, true. Meanwhile, yeah. I, I would love to. I would love to watch the Bashers tonight too. But uh, we got to, you know, uh, this is this is pretty good stuff too. Uh, going to that College World Series would be uh, quite a feat for this team. Is, is there too much cheering? It was the question I, I no, was going to ask. In the dugout, in the dugout, there's way too much cheering. Yes, yes, they do cheers. They do actual cheers. During the breaks, they like they're the cheerleaders, their own cheerleaders. It's I would have a very quiet bench if I was a softball coach, and probably nobody play with me because I'd turn around and say, "Shut up and watch the ball game." Okay, <laughs> the twins could try this, Pat. Yes. What if the twins yeah, start I, to cheer? The teams that are playing the twins should try this. Yeah. Pat, did you know the, the twin the twins are five home runs away from their 2011 season total? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I think it's a titleist. I think titleist made these baseballs. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> you know, scope. All of a sudden, he's hitting at 470. What was it? Four what? Last night? It was four, like 470. Six. Yeah, 480, yeah. something like that. <laughs> what the hell is going on? You said he was big. Uh, In spring training, you said he's bigger than I thought. He's a big guy, but holy cow, it's unbelievable. That thing yesterday. I see the Twins, uh, they have high standards now. They released that Austin Adams today. <laughs> he gave up five runs yesterday in the ninth. Get out of here. We're too good to put up with this kind of stuff. Oh, my God. Goodbye. You can't walk yeah. the bases low. That's the, I, I'm with Judd on this one. Like, dude, literally throw it underhand if you need to. Why are you walking the bases mm-hmm. loaded in a 16-2 to two game? <laughs> I'll tell you how, uh, to, to switch back to softball, the uh, – he said the LSU bench seems somber, which is very unusual in softball. They're usually cheering. They seem very somber here. They're very surprised at what has occurred to them against the uh, feisty Gophers. So they're quiet. You're probably enjoying that. They're oh yeah, they are. You know that's a Roycey like dugout. Plus, our pitcher doesn't wear a face mask, and both of their pitchers wear face masks. So we're, we're tougher than they. <laughs> Throwback. We're gritty. We're Throwback. Yeah. We're gritty. We're Take tough. that. Exactly. Yeah, our girl Amber. She don't care. You hit a line drive back to her. She's gonna catch it. She's not gonna <laughs> take it off the face. <laughs> that's because we're tough. Man. We are tough. In LSU, they're a bunch of wussies. You know, so anyway, that's my theory. That's my scouting report at this point. All right. Uh, what do you think of Mike Madonna being the executive assistant of the yeah. Minnesota Wild? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he said hello to Craig Leopold. Now he's a team executive, huh? That's good. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. Judd thinks he's going to be the general manager by December. So president of Hockey Operations. I, I can feel it in my bones. Poho. I need something to yeah. panic about. The Twins are giving me nothing. He cannot be a president. He's got to go home and help uh, his bride, Allison, with those four kids she gave him. The families, they're moving here. She's going to have all the help she needs. She won't need him around. They've been married for about 20 minutes. they got four kids. Yeah, Yeah. yep. She's gonna. They're they're gonna get a place here, live here. She's gonna have all the Micheletti help she can possibly handle. Not gonna need Mikey. You know, if Mikey takes over, you know who's gonna be his assistant, don't you? 
his brother-in-law, Pat Micheletti. Yeah, heck yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Pat, bring in Pat. He'll give you some candid responses. Yes, he will. <laughs> yes, he will. Very very consistently, too, Patrick. <laughs> yes. yes, he would. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're all over the map here today, but uh, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, what, what's uh, is, is the rally still five, going? Three golfs, right? Five, three golfs at the end of four. Okay. And as I said, another game here tomorrow. I think it's one in the afternoon, and uh, you know they got to win two out of three, and they're going to their first ever College World Series. That would be fun. That happens. I feel yeah. like that was the kiss yeah. of death right there. Yeah, you just jinxed it. I feel that's like okay. that's it. Yep. Hey, Amber's been a little shaky so far. She's going to go out here and do some serious chucking now. She's <laughs> you know, the gal that I. She's the gal I did a column on when she was a freshman two years ago, and I said, "What happened to your short hair?" And she said, "I never had short hair." I said, "Yes, you did. You had short hair." I said, "You forgot you had short hair. I'm worried about you." She said, "No, I never had short hair. I had a ponytail on the side." So we had a big argument about whether she had short hair or not. And I guess she made. She thinks she's right, but I think I'm. <laughs> she was like, "I remember when you used to have hair, Pat." <laughs> no, no. Yeah, she saw the 1976 picture of you in Oakland. She with... was she was 20 years from being a gleam in her old man's eye. When I had <laughs> oh man, that picture of, of you at the Coliseum is still an all timer. Which one? No. The one of you with the, the, curls? the mustache and the curly hair, and I think it's at the oh, Oakland yeah. Coliseum talking to a Twins pitcher. Is it... Oh, yeah, Donnie Carruthers, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's, uh, my hair was, uh, that gin made your hair curly, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. a good look. Yeah. All right, Pat, no enjoy, enjoy the rest of the game. We'll see you next see week. See ya, bye. Goodbye. All right, wrapping with Racy. <laughs> oh, that was the, all I love the, the stops and starts. <laughs> yeah, but no. Oh. It's hard to know, like, when to ask a question. Or went to say something because he just goes to his own rhythm. If people can't tell by listening, yeah, no, it's it's great too. He'll just carry on the entire conversation yep. until you until he's like, okay, what? Yep. Uh, next week, five days a week, noon every single weekday. We're riding the Twins wave, the Score North Twin Show, and uh, also if you have some time this weekend, go check out Minnesota Sports Rewind. Two episodes up. It's a brand new podcast series, Game One Sixty Three, and the Moneyball Game. And uh, let us know what you think. ScoreNorth.com, ScoreNorth mobile app. We will see you guys next week. Zolgad, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.